We're here today with the amazing Mia Plastic. From the Slick Hair Company, and I'm so excited to be having this conversation with her because, you know, over the last few years, she's been able to build an absolute behemoth of a brand. So welcome, Mia. Thank Thanks. you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's wonderful to have you, and I think just to start with, for everyone watching this from home, it would be wonderful if you could just share a little bit about your journey and starting the Slick Hair Company and yeah, what absolutely. that was like for you. So, I mean, my journey started long before Slick Hair Company, um, and I think that, you know, people are so quick to say it was an overnight success, but they don't realise the amount of... I don't like the word failed, but failed businesses that led to this brand. Um, so I started my first e-com business when I was 18, um, fresh out of high school. Um, and from there have started about six different product-based businesses before wow. I kind of stumbled across the idea of Slick. So that was kind of the journey to where I am. I always say that those five initial businesses were kind of my business degree because I didn't go to university. Mm -hmm. That was my university. Mm -hmm. So I learnt the hard way through failed businesses, success businesses, sold some businesses, shut some down, um, and then stumbled across the idea of Slick Hair back in 20, 2019, end of 2018. So, yeah. That's amazing. I think as a woman in business, it's always so wonderful to be able to, be able to meet other women who, um, I, agree. I guess, love entrepreneurship, but yeah. also started so young. Um, and for you on your journey, was you know starting something of your own always the goal? Was that something that you always thought Absolutely. you were going to do? Absolutely. Honestly, the thought of working for someone else was quite hellish in my mind, mm -hmm. um, only because it just didn't suit my personality. Obviously, growing up, I had my first job at 14, um, washing dishes, and, you know, I was always a very hard worker, but I never liked authority, and I never liked other people telling me what to do, and I was always very opinionated from a very, very young age. Mm -hmm. I think that's the Croatian in me. <laughs> um, so... I knew that I was destined for great things and I always believed that if that was to be the case, it would need to be on my own agenda. Mm -hmm. um, and whatever that path was, whatever industry that was in, I knew that I wanted to be my own boss. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how we landed here. And where did this, I guess, raw motivation and resilience and hustle really come from for you? Was it, you know, a person that you met? Did you have like a role model growing up or was it an experience you had? It's a good question. I get asked this a lot and I actually don't really know where it stems from because, you know, you hear a lot of these success stories and generally they would come from a, a family of business or their dad or their mum was a CEO or a director of a big company. But it wasn't the case for me. I come from a very humble beginnings and um, no real business in my family. So I still wonder where that stems from. It's very interesting. Um, but nonetheless, you know, my family, obviously very hard workers, um, but... I feel like even to this day, they don't really understand what I do. <laughs> they all just kind of smile and nod. Um, and I'm really on my own journey in this, this trajectory that doesn't really stem from anything necessarily, but just kind of created this new avenue. It's, it's quite weird, to be honest. I don't know where it's come from. But there's obviously something inside you that, you know, has really, you know, there's been a fire that's been ignited and it's just like burning away um, of course. every single day. And um, when you think about the future, what, a, what does that look like for you? Like, where do you think you want to take um, your company? And also, um, when you kind of look at your life holistic, holistically overall, what do you think success looks like for you? Another great question. I think it's changing all the time. You know, mm. for me, success initially always meant money in the bank um, and having financial freedom, which, of course, is still a massive motivation. Mm. Anyone in business who says otherwise is 
joking um, because, you know, it's a big driving factor for everyone. But I think it, once you progress in business, it gets deeper than that. And you realize that, you know, obviously there's more to life than money. There's the flexibility, there's the freedom, there's the creativity side of it. There's the ability to be able to, you know, create and pivot and, and do new things every day within your business. Um, it's being able to choose who you work with. It's being able to, you know, really create your own destiny. And I think that was a big part of success for me. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I think what success means for me. It's so interesting because um, last week I was interviewing a, um, a few other entrepreneurs and also an athlete. And this idea of, you know, really enjoying the journey was something that was really prominent, mm. I guess, with, you know, what each of the people that I spoke to talked about. And I guess reflecting on your journey so far, like, what do you think it is about the every, every day, waking up every day and being so driven to, you know, go into your office and keep building mm. um, that makes you want to do it every day when you wake up? I think when you love, you truly love what you do and your vision is so precise, you know exactly where you want to go with your brand, it makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. um, and being able to wake up every morning and truly be excited to go to work is, it's honestly, it's invaluable. There's, mm -hmm. there's nothing better that I would want in life. No, no, no money figure. I mean, you can make all the money in the world and hate what you do, right? So true, true. Um, being able to go to work every day, work with my team, you know, we've always got new goals and um, retail partnerships that we're aiming to achieve. And there's always something new happening and it's, it's exciting. And I don't know if that's just because I own the brand, mm -hmm. um, but I also get that excitement from my team as well. So you know, it's, it's exciting. There's just always something going on. There's always a new product, a mm -hmm. new, you know, innovation, a new retailer, you know, there's always something going. And that thing, that's what keeps me excited and motivated. Yeah. Well, I mean, earlier you said that, um, you started six businesses before you started Slick. Um, and I guess I'm curious to learn a little bit about the role that those experiences and perhaps even some of the failures has ha mm -hmm. have had in being able to help you to be the woman in business that you are today? Mm. So starting with my first business, it was an in-home teeth whitening product. It was one of the first to launch in Australia. It was called Pearly Whites Australia. Wow. I went into that business with absolutely zero knowledge on business, but what I've always been really, really good at is the ability to visualize the end result of a product and seeing a gap in the market and being able to visualize the branding and the, the way that it makes a consumer feel and how it slots into the market. That's always been something I've been really, really good at. So mm. with Pearly Whites, it was the same thing. It was a product that I knew was in demand for the, for the market. It was affordable and it eliminated people having to get their teeth whitened professionally because a lot of people don't like the dentist and it's really expensive. So that idea in itself was a million dollar product, right? But the fact that I didn't have the experience behind me kind of pulled me back a little bit. And, you know, long story short, I got a business partner involved and they pretty much took that idea and ran with it and left me behind. And 10 years on, I kind of look back and understand now. Have you ever watched the McDonald's um, movie? Yes, I love it. Yes. Yeah, so the founder, the founder, yeah. that's the one. Um, very similar, you mm -hmm. know, had a great opportunity, but wasn't prepared or wasn't ready to grow with that idea and someone else was. Mm -hmm. And it was just a case of 
they didn't really want to wait up for me. They saw the big, bigger picture and mm -hmm. kind of took off. Um, so that kind of ending me exiting early and not losing out. I, I definitely walked away with compensation and what, mm -hmm. you know, it was worth at the time. Um, but it could have been a lot bigger had I been more knowledgeable and into my business journey. But I was like 19. I was so young. Um, what do you think changed for you as you kind of, you know, grew, I guess got a little bit older and um, grew as an individual? Experience. Yeah. It's just man hours. That's the only thing I'd never, you know, I didn't study it or mm -hmm. it was, I find that every failure is another business degree for me. Um, and again, I don't like the word failure because by failing, it means you've quit. Mm -hmm. Whereas I've just kind of you know, fallen down, got back up, brushed myself off, learnt from that and then pushed on to the next idea mm -hmm. or the next business. Um, so there's just so many lessons along the way. Um, it's invaluable. I don't think any business degree could prepare you for business the way that working in your business will. That mindset of, you know, being so open to saying, hey, I want to, this hasn't worked and I want to move on to something else, um, I think is a real differentiator between people who you know, make something off themselves and people who build something that's truly amazing mm -hmm. and people who choose to just stop. And mm -hmm. so for you on your journey, you know, um, take, for example, when you finished um, the first business and mm -hmm. what was it that actually made you want to do it again? I don't know, craziness. <laughs> Honestly, I wondered that too. I'm like, you must be really stupid to continue to put yourself through that. Um, but I guess that was just the stresses and anxieties that came with running a business and not really having an understanding of what you're doing and the stress that comes with it and the, you know, the fear, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So I guess you kind of learn to get, you get addicted to that feeling of, okay, this didn't work, but you have so much belief in yourself that something will eventually, you know, work and catch on. Um, so I was just in this mindset that if this doesn't work, the next one will. And I'm like that with every single business. I'll, I would never give up until the day where I'm comfortable with the success that I've created, which I believe is today with my current brand. Um, but, you know, that's not to say that this will be the last business I ever have. You know, we have huge goals for this business and to get it to a point where I can exit. But for now, I'm very comfortable where I'm at, but also know that I'm only 31. This is really where it should just be starting now, right? You know, it should just, your success should really just get kicking off. You hear these success stories of people, you know, becoming a millionaire at 50. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in a really great position that God knows what the future holds. You know, there's probably going to be a, a string of other businesses that I, you know, get myself into. You have the most amazing energy and I think what's so incredible about being able to, you know, be here and have this conversation with you is that you just ooze um, success. Like, you speak so confidently and I think that the confidence that you give off um, is so powerful. But tell me a little bit about some of the challenges. Like, what oh, has been yeah. the biggest challenge that you faced in your life so far mm -hmm. and um, what did you learn from it? Yeah. Um, I love that you said that, but I also don't love it because I don't want to be that person that people look at and think, oh my God, she's got everything together. She's so smart. She knows everything. She's so successful because the reality is it's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if that's self-doubt or, you know, I'm always looking up to people that are better than me um, in business and, uh, and are admired by people who are, you know, further along than I am in business. But, you know, the reality is 
none of us have our shit together. We all have some self-confidence issues mm -hmm. and we always, we always wish that we were doing better or smarter or um, further along in our business. Um, I put a lot of doubt, self-doubt on myself sometimes and it's something that I am working through every single day. Um, sometimes I wonder if, you know, am I smart enough for this? Sometimes, some days I feel so stupid because I'm doing things that I've never done before, right? Whether that's something as simple as, you know, bringing on a new retailer and we're having to do, you know, all the financial side of things and the, the P&Ls and all these sorts of things, things that I don't necessarily enjoy or excel in, um, you wonder like, shit, am I really set for this sort of business thing. So, you know, one thing that I've learned to be really good at is being okay with not being good at everything mm -hmm. and having that ability to say, okay, this isn't my strength. I need to outsource this mm -hmm. or I, I need to hire someone else to come in and take over this particular part of the business. And when I took over that mentality, things really started to change and blossom within my business because I am a control freak. Mm -hmm. I like to know everything. And if I don't understand something, I get really pissed off at myself mm -hmm. and I put a lot of pressure on that. So when I started to hire people and bring people into the brand, things just started to change and evolve. Um, and whenever I do hire someone, I really make it clear to them that you're the professional in this space, not me. Mm. So don't wait for me to micromanage you. You take full control because I've got no fucking idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and that's kind of what's really, you know, that's the mindset that I've had to live with. You don't have to be perfect. You just need to have the big clear vision and you need to be able to get people in on your team, you know, on your side who are gonna help you get to where you wanna be. Wow, that's so powerful. For me, that really speaks to, I guess, having the lens that there's a difference between having a bit of self-doubt, but also uh, having a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. And what, what you've shared, I think, is so vulnerable. And thank you for sharing that, because I think a lot of people you know, would shy away from it. Um, but being able to also really showcase what being a problem solver in business really looks like. Absolutely. And leaning into those problems to um, really be able to find better solutions um, than you would if you didn't. Of course. Um, what role do you think being able to have people around you who you might perceive to be better than you are at mm. certain things has played in your journey so far? Um, I think initially I used to shy away from it because I'd be intimidated that they would think that I'm not good enough <laughs> to kind of be near them or with them or speak with them. But rather now having that mindset that there's such a great opportunity to learn and grow and evolve. And I, you know, they say, you know, very cliche, you are a reflection of the five people mm -hmm. you spend the most time with. And I can hands on heart say that those five people are incredibly smart. Um, they're very successful and they are better at what they do than I am. And I think that is a good thing because what do they say? You don't want to be the loudest person in the room. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you're in the wrong room. And I think once I really grasped that and took that on board and started, you know, meeting with people and becoming friends with people who are really, really good at what they do. It's really elevated my success as well, right? You learn from these people. I think I used to think that I was a burden if I was asking questions or for help or support. But once I got rid of that and knew that people were actually willing to support me in my business journey, um, because I'm like that with other people, right? Mm. Hence why I'm here today. Mm. Uh, so once you kind of get that mindset, people are willing to help you, um, it's going to help you grow and evolve and it, it's a ripple effect. That's incredible. And I'm thinking, you know, if you were kind of sitting here and instead of chatting to me, you were chatting to yourself, 
um, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Um, I'd love to know what one or two pieces of advice you'd give to yourself would be based on everything that you've learned and experienced on your journey so far. I think one thing for sure would be to just keep with it and know that, you know, today isn't a reflection of your future. And if you just stick with it and believe in yourself that you have what it takes, even if you don't have what it takes today, believe that you'll have what it takes in 5, 10, 15 years time and just keep learning and growing and evolving and pushing forward. That in itself is truly like that's the success. That's what it is. It's just growing and learning and evolving and believing in yourself enough that no matter what, you go through in life, you will get to where you want to be, you know, and that was the case for me. I refused. I, I promised myself that I would never work for someone else unless I really, really had to. And I would do anything to make money so that I didn't have to work, whether that was when I was 20 um, and it just kind of exited from my first business. And there was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a legal debate battle there for a little while. And kind of ended up back at square one, which I look back now, however many years on, and I'm grateful for that experience because I learned so much and it made me who I am today. Because if it was easy and the first business was the big success, I think that would just be a really boring story, um, firstly. But I used to make concrete pots and paint them and go to the Sunday market and sell oh, them. Just, yes, just to be able to make some cash to pay for my rent so that I didn't have to go and get a job and I could keep hustling on my own ambitions and I've done that with so many things like it's hilarious if I could just think and look back at all the things that I've done to just try and make some money to keep persevering in my dreams it's hilarious from network marketing to selling concrete pots to making pillows like I've always been very hands-on and creative and I would always figure it out um, and then you know even early days of slick um, you know I had a mortgage to pay and I had kind of transitioned from one business to this idea and I started nannying. I started doing some part-time nannying for a family and um, yeah, that kind of tied me over until I started this brand. So it's kind of, you know, ebbs and flows, that's life. You know, you have money and then you don't have money and you invest into something else and then you lose and then you win. And that's just kind of been the journey. Just hope that it's hitting up with exactly, the Exactly, right? And then when I started Slick, everything kind of changed. I find that this brand has been more of a, a business, like a brand company, long-term business goals, as opposed to my previous ones that are kind of like, you know, get in, try and make a quick bark, mm -hmm. try and keep that brand trendy for a couple of years before it may fizzle out and you come up with something else. Whereas this brand, it's been, you know, I can see the 10 year kind of trajectory of it. What an absolute force. Um, I'm so excited for your class. Thank you. <laughs> and I think if there's one thing that I can leave everyone who's watching with today, it's that this woman is an absolute force and she's going to take the world by storm. So thank you so thank much you. for having me. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you.